Diaries. I'm joined with Tommy here. He's from the Wedding Chats. You've probably seen him around on TikTok or Instagram. Um, he's, I feel like you're the new sensation of Australia, in my opinion. I, <laughs> I love watching your videos about what you make, especially he's a bit of a multi, what would you call multi-entrepreneur? <laughs> I don't know I'm, I'm gonna blow some horn up your bum at the moment but it's really good and I can't wait to have a chat with him today um so welcome you, you like Tommy right it's Tommy yeah Tommy, Tommy. Well, welcome birth- Tommy thanks Maddie mate great to be here on the birth certificate it's Thomas but I prefer Tommy just Thomas okay. Tommy Kasher is that right it's a- yeah, fun name to say, isn't it? I know. It's a very good, like, online digital name. I feel like you scored a good one with that. <laughs> yeah, that. I'll um, pass that on to my parents. <laughs> Thanks, parents. You did a good job. Thanks. No worries. Um, but welcome. I thought that we would get Tommy on today just to chat all about his experience in digital marketing, journalism. Um, he's really big. You're getting into like the whole TV space. That's where you're wanting to head, isn't it? Yeah, eventually. That's the plan. Like I love on camera presenting, talking. um, And I guess realistically for me, the end game would be to find a job where I get paid, where I can make a living off my personality. That's How good is that? Put that on a T-shirt. Get paid to talk. That would be the dream. Oh. Well, realistically, there's a lot of like, you know, people on the project or people who are like boundary writers or commentators on sport. Like, mm. yeah, some of them are players, but the people who have the content and the colour generally are just like a comedian or a, yeah. I don't know, just a human person. So why can't it be me? I agree. And you know what? Do it. You strive for the dreams. You've, you've got this. I believe in you. Um, and this week, so I have prepared Tommy with the overshares. He's all over it. But if you're new and you are just tuning in, basically every week or every episode, I do a hashtag overshare me. So what essentially that means is people can submit into um, my form and they can share absolutely anything that they like. It, it could be an embarrassing story. Um, it could be something that they've learned or something that's inspired them, just anything really that they want to overshare. I kind of just give the platform to speak. Um, and I like to I like to just stick your bag into people's lives a little bit. Um, and I thought that I would give the submission overshare a run first and then we'll hear Tommy's next, which I'm so excited for. <laughs> I love I love listening to all of um all of my guests' stories because I just never know what they're going to say. But this week's overshare, hashtag overshare me, is snuck a guy back to my house after a night out on the town, had slept with him before so it wasn't weird or anything, had really good sex, he fell asleep, proceeded to piss himself in his sleep all over me, my sheets and my bed. (laughs) To say I promptly kicked him out was an understatement. I understand shit happens and I tolerate a lot of gross shit as part of my job, but in my bed, nah, buddy, nah, buddy, boy, bye. <laughs> Ew. Ew. First of all, the fact that you do that in your job is just congratulations, not congratulations, claps for you because I could not, I could not. You must be a nurse or a, I don't know, 
something like in the or something. Yeah, maybe. something in the healthcare industry. And girl, props to you because I could not deal with that on a daily basis. I have my cat's litter tray, and that's enough for me. <laughs> that is enough. What are your thoughts on that? Like, if you had brought a guy home and that happened, I reckon that's a bit harsh. Like, clearly it was an accident, mm. and he didn't. Mean that. What if he's like the nicest guy ever? She's mm. obviously slept with him before. There's some history there. Do you think that's harsh to just kick him out? I don't know. I mean, I'm accustomed to people peeing in beds. One of my friends, um, funny story. Yeah. You said that like it was a normal thing. It is, trust me. People in my friend group just don't have any control over their bladders. So basically, fun story for you, side note, um, you know we like to tangent and talk. One of my friends, uh, won't name names, but he was really heavily on the beers one weekend and he came home to my friend's house, thank God it wasn't my house, and opened up the cupboard underneath the sink and just peed in it, peed in the cupboard. Yep, all over it. And um, <laughs> we woke up and just like smelt it. It was disgusting. Um, but we made him clean it up when he was hungover. So, I mean, I think that's punishment enough. I would definitely, I don't think I would kick him out of my house, but I think I would kind of pull the piss out of him, not literally, and um, <laughs> and make him clean it up. It's kind of like, would you kick someone out like a girl if they like bled on your sheets I saw something on TikTok the other day and it was a conversation on another podcast and they said like what would you do if like someone if someone like bled on your sheets as well I wouldn't they can't control that I mean you can't control peeing yourself either really if you're that intoxicated yeah but like absolutely not I mean I've been in a situation where I've been with a girl who mm. has blood all over her own sheets and she kicked me out. She was embarrassed. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But you shouldn't be embarrassed about things like that. That's what, like, the point of this podcast is it's unfiltered and we talk about things like this because it is normal and it's okay for things like that to happen. It's not gross. It's literally right. our, it's human bodies. Women go through that every single month. Um, my cat is, again, being, I feel like it's just a, it's a, monthly thing when we come on to this podcast she likes to make herself known um yep always and anyway so that was that overshare I feel like that was that was very interesting I'd like to know if you guys would want to comment on the Instagram post that I'll put up if you guys would kick out the boy as well because that is super interesting depends what kind of mind frame I'd be in I think or how well I liked him I don't know that's really what it depends on, right? Like, if you actually like him or not, if it's just a random one-night stand thing, you're like, oh, Yeah. But if, it, if it's a friend, I don't wouldn't want them feeling embarrassed. Mm. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Time for your overshare. <laughs> yeah. So I rattled my brain and I had to have a good think because there's a few things. I asked you before we started recording, being like, what kind of vibe are people going with their overshare? And you said most of them are sexual. <laughs> so yeah. I sexual things that I could share but what I'm going to share is I actually love sending nudes <laughs> like taking taking nudes sending nudes to my fiance I when I was single I was a fiend for sending them not not unwarranted not unwarranted 
Yeah, not thank God. No one likes a surprise dick pic. That's for sure. No, 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 no. Never like just an unwarranted one on Tinder or like on, uh, like in someone's Instagram fucking DMs. In the DMs, yeah. It would never be that. It would be yeah. in conversation. I would steer the conversation to lead towards that. Yeah. I just, you're I just vain. Think, you want it, mate. I just think nudes are so interesting, and I find the naked body fascinating. Like, I love what these. do your nudes look like? How big are they? Are they light pink? Are they brown? Are you do you wax? How big's your dick? Are you shaving? Have you got laser? Yeah. Are you what's the vibe? Just there is I'm so just, many possibilities. Absolutely, and just because I'm really fascinated in what people decide to do, so nudes are just foreign. If I give a nude, give me the nudes. No, yeah, that's not bad at all. I was not expecting you to say that. Have you had any crazy like nude stories? Has anything gone uh, south? Not really that have gone south. Like I, like I said, I've sent them. I had one um, that I sent go around my cricket club back in the day where I was, um, <laughs> I took a picture of myself next to a Foxtel remote. Like a, <laughs> yeah, classic. <laughs> a little. Yeah, funny. funny. Classic. A good old Classic. Foxtel. Back in the day, yeah. mm, the Foxtel remote. You know, like a, like a measuring yeah. thing next to the household Coke item. can moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can. <laughs> yeah. um, so that got, like, sent around my cricket club, so I got a lot of shit for that. So No. Yeah. Wait. All the guys saw it, their wives, fiancés, girlfriends saw it, like everyone saw it. It was a whole thing. Wait, that's a lot to no- unpack there. Okay. That's a bit to unpack. That's a bit traumatic. <laughs> you know, you just got sent around. Oh, yeah, but, like, look, if I'm going to send it, if it gets mm. shown, you kind of got to cop it, right? And it's so all what, in good fun. Like. That's so funny. I, I can just imagine them, like, printing it out and putting it, like, in the club rooms, <laughs> in and the change one, rooms. <laughs> literally, and one person would have it and then send it to someone else and be like, oh, look at this, and unintentionally show, like, intentionally show someone that wasn't aware of what they were about oh to look at. Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. So that, yeah. No, is, I'm all for it. That is so interesting. As a female, though, mm-hmm. where do you start? What are your thoughts? Because obviously the male body, very different in society. and mm, It is. Actually very different to a male's body. So how do mm. you view it? Yeah, I mean it's interesting because I feel like if that was a, if that happened to a girl and someone yeah, just like yeah. totally different vibe, that would have been it would have been like a shit show. Like a mental breakdown would have happened if that went around like a club. Um, but it's so funny, isn't it though? That it it can it is so different. Mm. Like it's funny, I don't know why. I know, but because. That's like, I, I mean, that's actually a lot to digest because I've, it, act, it actually is blowing, it's currently blowing my mind about how different it would have been yeah. for different circumstances. Yeah. But I mean, I guess it's okay because if you're, you weren't stressed about it, obviously you had, you don't care, confident, whatever. We love that for you. But let's just say Sally down the road didn't know that that was going to happen. Like, yeah. it's crazy that I guess people just don't really think about how it could affect people 
there's just so many levels and extents I feel like like if you did that that's just like the very beginning but you can just put it in a complete opposite direction which will totally change the trajectory of the story but I feel like giving context so say for example right I saw on your that you've had a breast reduction Mm. I would assume that you would have before and after photos right Mm. that's up so I'm assuming that might be on your phone if one of your girlfriends showed them to mm. one of her friends who was going to get a breast reduction, being and like, that's fine. Maddie, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or if the guy that had them and was like, oh, look at Maddie's tits, I slept with her. Do you know what I mean? I feel like mm. there's a real There's such difference. a difference in context. You're so right. You're so right. Yeah. I agree. I think that, yeah, that's really... That's really true. It definitely does matter with context and respect and like consent, I guess. Yeah, and consent is the biggest one. Context yeah. and consent, the two C's. The two C's, all about <laughs> the C. The CC. Um, anyway, just moving on to we have a next little segment and I talk about what's trending. And for me, what's <laughs> trending at the moment is the splendor in the mud. I don't know if you're oh. seeing all of that on your Instagram and your TikTok. but. Absolutely. I think people forget I, like Splendor is known to be muddy, but I feel like the whole flooding, that situation was just crazy. They were People were calling it like the new fire festival, getting really out of hand, obviously people getting turned away. But I feel like now the next, the last couple of days has been really interesting because the weather's turned around. Um, the acts have continued, which makes, you know, it a lot, oh, I guess, more substantial because I know people that flew over there from WA to go there. Um, but that's what's been trending for me. Has anything been trending for you online? No, well, on that, just on the, um, I'll jump on the back of that one on the mm. Splendor in the Month, a few mates who were up there, so watching their stories. And on, obviously I saw um, a lot of people who were meant to play on the first day mm. who got cancelled, ended up playing free gigs in Byron, which and I Did really you see liked. Youngblood? Yeah, Youngblood, um, Baker Boy. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they played free gigs in Byron. I just rate that so highly that they could have mm. you know, gone back to the hotel room. They wouldn't have got paid for it. Yeah. But they love their art really that much that they wanted to give back to people. And I know that everyone who was going to Splendour wouldn't have been able to get to Byron because some people were camping and blah, 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 mm. blah. But I just think it's great that they, you know, wanted to give back to their fans. And I reckon it would have been absolutely to be at some of those venues in Byron. Yeah. Like yeah, one rocks up. You know Literally. I mean? Oh my god. I um I saw videos of the whole like the process of young blood doing that event and um like police rocked up because obviously they were over capacity and that was just it's so good to see though that they care so much and they don't want to I mean they would be pumped as well to perform. So I guess it would be you've worked yourself up to do a performance yeah, and true. then nothing happens. It's kind of like what the fuck you're still on that high so you just want to continue which I think is just so good because I do know I think some other bands like they were three minutes out from Splendor and then they got the call that they weren't performing and then oh and they traveled from Tomorrowland or oh they'd travel up for like 36 hours straight to to Australia poor things um but I love that it happens every time. I always just talk like no tomorrow when it's at the beginning, barely get into the actual content. But what we're going to talk about today, again, is just deep diving into Tommy's life. I'm really excited because I feel like 
I just relate so highly to wanting to be in like the what do you call it the media industry I don't know because it's like it's a mix of everything um but how about we just start off and talk about you a little bit so the listeners can get to know you as a person and then you as a businessman um so yeah take it away tell us about yourself sure okay well as we know my name is Tommy I live in Newcastle I've only been here for um two years i moved here in may 2020 so just after mm. like COVID um and really since i've moved here that's where my career has kind of like gone in the direction i've always wanted it to so really great yeah so i grew up in melbourne um lived there till i was 26 did uni did sports journalism um worked at mr burger like a casual burger joint during my uni years i've had like I don't know, like 15 jobs or something between when I was younger to now. So mm. like with jobs, doing casual jobs, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Started sports journalism at uni when I was like 23. So pretty yeah. late. Like I was working in warehouses. <coughs> I was, excuse me. I was doing logistics, like just random things, trying to kind of figure out what I wanted to do. And I always felt like I could do more and I was really meant mm. to do something, but I've, I feel like in a huge city, it was really hard to try and find what that thing was. It's like, cool, you want to be on radio or you want to be on TV and you think, you, you think you'll think you be good at that, but how do you get there? Like mm. those jobs aren't on seek. It's not right. like... It's, hey, what you know, it's who you know. Mm. Yeah, it's not like Hamish hey, and you need an assistant. Job yeah, exactly. On yeah. So... Yeah, did uni, moved out to uh, Shepparton, which is regional Victoria. I got a radio job out there. So it was breakfast radio with the Hit Network. So oh, you, should, wow. you have, yeah. So it was a small station out there. Shepparton, I don't know what, maybe like Bunbury is probably the equivalent. Of yeah, yeah. So in radio, you move to like a regional town and then you do a gig there for a few years and then you move up and move up and move up. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. But then in Shepparton for a couple of years and then um, had some family circumstances change. So I moved back to Melbourne, got a job. The first job I could get was working at Netball Victoria doing digital content. Mm. Did that uh, 18 months. When I, because I'd come from Shepparton, I was with a girl at the time. She moved from Shepparton to Melbourne. And then the time that we were there, she didn't really like it. So Mm. I guess at the time I sacrificed what I was doing with my career Mm. to move Shepparton. Right. Um, and then six months after I moved back there, we broke up and that was May, well, that was April 2020. Yeah. Then I kind of wanted a sea change. I wanted to do something different. I didn't want to go back to Melbourne. Um, I just turned 30 and it was like I wanted to travel overseas and do that whole, mm. I wanted to find myself. <laughs> no, I don't. It, that, that shit works. You definitely get and a that, new perspective when you travel. Yeah, and I, it was like COVID had just happened. So yeah. like the start of, I couldn't do it. So yeah, was in Melbourne and then was talking to my friend who I did Brecky Radio in Shepparton with. She was now doing Brecky Radio in Newcastle. And I'd gone up Newcastle four or five times to visit her. And I was like, I think Newcastle's great. I don't want to live in the same suburb in Melbourne. Mm. Played at the same cricket club for 15 years. Yeah. I love my mates down there, but 
what was I going to do? Like I was going to go back in the same kind of Stuck. job. And, yeah. And I, I wasn't going to fulfill me to, to be mm. where I wanted to. So I took a chance. I packed all my stuff in my car and then just drove up to Newcastle, stayed with my friend for four nights, found a place on flatmates.com, moved in with people and then was unemployed for like four months trying to find a job during COVID. And then, yeah, got a gig and fast forward two years, I've now bought a house, I'm engaged, getting married next year. We got a little doggo. That's like, so cool. How yeah, funny, like, like did you ever think that you'd get to where you are now two years ago when you just thought, fuck it, I'm going to move? Like, did you ever see yourself being in this spot? Uh, probably not. Like, I can't, I probably don't, it's going to sound silly, but, like, I probably don't stop and reflect on it enough mm. or give myself enough um, credit. Yeah, probably. Like, I, I, I just hustle. Like, I know where I want to go. Yeah. And things like, things like this, things like wedding chats, I don't really... Yeah, it's work and it's a lot of time because I, I go to the wedding, I do the interviews, I edit it on my computer. I'm doing that all outside my full-time nine-to-five job. Mm. Um, and while that's basically a second job, it's fun and I enjoy it. And to me, it doesn't it doesn't feel like work. Anytime I get to be on a camera and talking to people, I just love. And that's where I feel like I'm at my best. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm infectious and I enjoy having fun and if I can make a living out of that, amazing. And that's what I want to try and do because it's it's taken me a long time to realise that, that 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 being able to present and talk to people is a skill. Like just yeah. because you, you don't have to go to uni, I think that's what my issue was for a long time. Like I didn't go to uni to learn any of that. I just naturally, as you are, right, you can talk shit and you enjoy yeah. talking. That's a skill that you can monetize. But it's yeah. not really the same as a doctor who goes to uni yeah. for 10 years, learns to be a doctor, and then you pay for a doctor. It's exactly. like, no, we, we can monetize this. And this is valuable in a certain way. Is it valuable creating content for a brand that couldn't create it otherwise? There's a million different ways you can do it. I host trivia once a week at the Greener if I'm the MC for one of the corporate lounges for all the Newcastle Knights home games. Like, that's me selling my personality and getting exactly. Paid talking and yeah I guess I didn't view it as something that I could make a career out of but now I'm hustling to and the way the digital age is at the moment like yeah I started wedding chats at the start of this year and on TikTok I've got like I don't know 38,000 followers or something just from sharing these wedding videos I'm doing which is just Mm -hmm. nuts like but it's just the way of life at the moment it's just the way that everything's moving and I feel like like I was just thinking about everything that I feel and what you would feel. And it's like, you're so passionate about this. It's not going to feel like a chore. Like it's not going to feel like a job. Yes, it's hard because running a business isn't easy, but you're just so happy and fulfilled in what you're doing that it's not going to, you know, impact your mental health or it's not going to, it's not going to put anything negative onto you because you're so happy in what you're doing and you're passionate about it. And it's admirable because not many people can find that. And not many people have that feeling that I know that you have because I can see it in you right now. Um, and it's just love, love for what you do and for what you're going to achieve. Um, and it's, yeah, I'm so, I'm just happy for you. I think it's so good that you found something and you're on your way to achieving what you, even though, you know, two years ago, you might not have thought about this, but it's something so real for you now and that you're working towards. It's just, it must just feel so, um, 
what's the word I'm looking for? Like, you must feel accomplished. Do you think that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And like, to think of where I was two years ago, like my main focus when I moved here was obviously trying to get a job. And outside Mm -hmm. of that, trying to do a podcast, I was like, I, I would look at online like content creators and I would go, I can do what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I think I'm funnier than that person. Yeah. And then now there's nothing wrong with thinking that, but then the other voice in my head was like, okay, well, what are you fucking doing about it? No exactly. one's going to find you not doing it. So it all, wedding chats literally came about because I was going to the NRL games here and I was st- setting up my camera on a tripod and I was interviewing the people mm-hmm. as they would go to the footy. I would be like, oh, out of all the Newcastle Knights players, who do you reckon's got the tidiest bedroom? Like just asking yeah. shit silly. Yeah. Like how far over the footy. I'd edit that, use the skills I already had in video editing. And then all the NRL pages would share. And I got a bit of a following from that. And that's how I've now got the MC gig at the Knights. And then my friend right. who's away. Yeah. They saw hey, it. So my- rewind. Were you just doing that just on your own yeah. back? Like no one had employed you. You were just doing that. Yeah, correct. Because I told myself. That is so great. But people, like, I was cocky enough to go, I'm just as good as these other people that have 100,000 followers. Exactly. I can make a silly video. Yeah. Cool. Put your money where your mouth is. Go spend your own time on a Friday night in the cold and the rain (laughs) when people are going into the stadium. If that's where you think you're good, then go Mm. do it. Because nothing's going to come to you. And, like, I guess that's the thing. In this age, people want it for nothing. Like people yeah. want the big following, but people aren't willing to go and do that. Mm-hmm. So I did that. One of my mates, who's a huge supporter of me, which I have, obviously my fiance is my biggest supporter. But this friend, who's a wedding, ce- uh, yeah, wedding celebrant, was like, "Mate, these videos are really good. You should do this at weddings. Like people are still signing guest books at weddings. You could do this and interview people at the wedding, and people would pay you a lot of money to do that." Because it's a, it's a video of their whole friends and family talking about how much they love them and fun memories of them. And that's shit, that's priceless. Cause like in the digital age, like we're talking about, why do people still sign a guest book? Why mm-hmm. are we writing things on a pen and paper? That seems so backwards. Oh, I can like you just filled such a big gap in the market. Like watch yeah. this now blow up. Honestly. And like Talking to my friend, my plan is now to get to talk to celebrants and get them to do it at the wedding. So they're like an employee of mine kind of thing, right? So mm-hmm. it's not me. If the celebrant's already there, I'll have excess equipment. They can collect it, film it. I'll edit it. They'll get some of the booking fee. I'll get some of the booking fee for editing it. Then yeah. it can turn into a whole like company and business. And I literally got a booking inquiry actually just before we got this from Someone emailed me, hey, do you know anyone that does this in Western Australia? Wow. Well, hit me up when you do because when I get married, I will definitely be having a video guest book. What do you call it? Is it like what's your tagline? Well, yeah, on my Instagram, it's wedding chats and then I just have the video camera emoji and it just says the video guest book because in a a couple of words, that's the, I think, the easiest way for people to understand. I think so. Yeah. Just I literally and it's not I don't want to give away any secrets, but it's not it's not that complicated, right? Like it's yeah. just what they love about the couple. And I'm, people see the 
what I put on TikTok. And it's obviously my own choosing what I put on there. And it's generally the funniest, loosest shit, people being <laughs> inappropriate and saying silly shit. There's so much emotional stuff that you get from people's parents and grandparents. Oh, God. Yeah, you can only imagine, right? Like, mm. tearing up at their daughter and, like, it's just, it's beautiful, really. Yeah, it'd be, just, it'd be so moving. Yeah, and I've just stumbled across it, like, somehow. So I, I almost feel like a fraud that, like, it was my mate's idea. No. But, you know, do it right but like you put you put it all into action yeah and i'm i'm enjoying it and now that like i'm finding other ways so my nine to five job is i'm the marketing manager for like a local group of like 16 car dealerships Mm -hmm. so i've then got out (coughs) excuse me some of our car dealership to sponsor like this morning i got one of our dealerships they're the sponsor of a local netball association. That's so it good. Their, their big carnival this week. So I went down, did my interviews. Mm. I'll, edit, I'll put the netball club, the netball association will post it on their Facebook page. They'll tag the car dealership. We'll post it. They'll post it. Same thing with the Newcastle race course. The whole dealership group is a sponsor of the race course. I go along and interview pissed people at the races, get a video for that. And again, the race course, share it. Our car dealership shares it with our branding on it, all that co stuff. But at the same time, it's me doing what I'm really good at, mm. networking locally with myself, getting myself out on there on, on camera. But I figured out a way to make my job, uh, use my skills, my niche kind of video skills, yeah, into my job and exactly. work for our brand. People get online, share it, all that sort of stuff. Um, oh, sorry, my cat. Get um sorry she bloody distracted me but I feel like it's good because it's not only bringing it back to your nine-to-five job but it's bringing it back to your business as well because as you said you're networking you're doing the same thing with wedding chats it's the video type um interviewing and I feel like it's just all going to bring it back circle it back to you because realistically you're the face of every single one of those modalities that you're doing for your work so I feel like it's all going to help each one out which is really exciting. I just feel like, I don't know, and it's going to sound cocky, but whatever. I feel like all it's going to take is like one of the videos to blow up and go viral or one executive somewhere to see it and go, oh, this guy's actually been doing a lot of these videos for a long time in lots of different Mm. scenarios. He can talk to an eight-year-old girl at netball or he can talk to a pissed 50-year-old woman at netball. I'm sorry, at the races. Or he can talk to someone's grandma at a wedding and get exactly. really some content. And yeah, I don't know. I'm multifaceted. You know what I mean? Like I feel like I'm good at that stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to keep hustling. Playing nothing, to your strengths. Yeah. And if nothing more ever comes from what I'm doing, that's great. I'm really happy. I've got a great life. It's amazing. But yeah, I'm going to keep hustling and, trying mm-hmm. to make as much money as they can through wedding chats because at the end of the day, yeah. people talk about money like it's a bad thing. Mm, like, I agree. You need money to live, right? And the more money you can get generally, the more of a comfortable lifestyle you can live. When people um, say money doesn't buy happiness, I'm like, yeah, but it does help. Yeah, <laughs> it definitely does right. help. My partner and I want to have kids in the next few years and at some point then there's one income. Mm. So like, are you earning enough to support your partner and a baby and what if your partner 
isn't able to go back to work can you then exactly like- I oh 100% I totally agree with you and I, I that's why I work so hard now because I want to set myself up for that point yes. so I don't have to freak out about it and I don't have to like rely so heavily on my partner but then again that's also like my poor money mindset is I don't want to spend like someone else's money that's another story um <laughs> but I feel like I'm I'm totally with you. Um, totally with you. But when you, because you said that you studied sports journalism, obviously doing wedding chats versus studying sports journalism, do you think that that degree had helped you in any sense or did, was it even worth going to uni to do, you know, your career now? Do you think? The only reason I would say it was worthwhile is because I reckon it got me jobs potentially yeah. because. I have a degree, which I exactly. think is so dumb. Yeah. So my, my sports journalism degree, my contact hours at uni were maybe 12 hours a week. Mm. And four, four tutorials I'd go in for that were like an, an, a few hours and then lectures, which were a few hours, which I never went to anyway. And like most of it's online and all of journalism were literally essays. Like that's yeah. what it was. And I don't think necessarily I learned anything. I couldn't tell you anything right now that I learned from that degree. Yeah. Obviously, if you, if you want to be like an accountant or like a doctor, you clearly need to learn things. But yeah. With journalism, it's like, can you write? Can you communicate well? The big, I guess the biggest thing I learned is when it comes to writing, you should really aim to say what you want to say in the least amount of words possible. Mm. Some people use too many words and too many this and that and 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 ifs and it's like, no, shorten. Get your message across in as little words as possible. But like, mm. you know, how important is that for me to know right now? Not at all. Exactly. Um, exactly. I, yeah, I didn't think uni was that valuable. And I hate the, how much importance we place oh. as a society. I'm like, have you got a degree? It's like, no, but I have real world experience because I've worked in jobs for five years. Like, Don't even at- bring it up. Oh, my God. I, I, I'm totally on that. I feel like as I didn't go to uni, I only did one ATAR. Like I was very in the outskirts of life because people just push so hard on studying at the highest degree and blah 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 and I'm like yeah but I know what I want and I don't necessarily need that stepping stone because uni is essentially a stepping stone to where you want to be as a you know a career or a job and I didn't feel like I needed that um but you just have so much pressure to do that as a society and just as you know parents or teachers I was really fortunate that my parents weren't super um hard on me having to go to uni or anything it was all my choice but I agree like I think that it's so detrimental to some people with the amount of pressure that they think that they need to put on themselves to get a degree in something that they probably aren't even interested in yeah and I think that the uni lifestyle it doesn't really show that I don't think uni shows what people think it shows right like if someone's worked at Coles or at Macca's or in a retail job for five years and they've been committed to work in those environments which I couldn't do mm. I would fucking hate those jobs and I have so oh, yeah. much respect for people that put up with that work in retail or customer service roles because generally the general public are fucked do you know what oh, I mean like I work at work- local government I understand yeah, like people who work a midnight to 6 a.m. shift at Macca's. 
Like, no. Whereas at uni, it's a bludge. Like you're there three days a week and you're going out on a Wednesday night because mm. it's uni night. Like, exactly. As an employer, I want to employ the person that's worked at Coles for the last five years because yeah. they're dedicated. They've put up with shit. I agree. If, if you weren't rocking up to your shifts at Coles, they're not going to still employ you. So for you to hold a job like that for five years, mm-hmm. I would place more importance on that than someone who's done an arts degree at uni. Obviously, we're talking about very general terms, but you know what I'm saying. Like, it's, yeah, no, I totally I, understand. I'd rather totally real than uni. Yeah, than and I think I hope that's the way that life's going. I was watching a movie last night, and it was this oh, crazy. Have you seen Cleveland Abduction? Oh my god, that movie was so intense. Anyway, she was going to try find a job. This is the way that my brain goes. You're just gonna have to roll with it. <laughs> have you seen it? It was so intense. Anyway. <laughs> Love it. you'll get used to my brains anyway have you seen it though mm-hmm. i'm not a big before you go i'm not a huge like netflix tv show or mm. movie Maddie, you must have my, so much time well that's the thing i feel like when i'm sitting there watching stuff i should be editing or i should be doing mm, this all right. i do both i don't want to <laughs> I'm someone that doesn't want, okay, um, I don't know, Game of Thrones or like Breaking Bad. You know, there's like a billion seasons of mm. one hour episodes and like each season has like 17 episodes. It's like that is so many hours of my life. I don't want to get to the end of the year. Like, True. I've watched 47,000 hours of TV. Like, <laughs> Oh, when you put it like that. No, I do that shit in my own brain. The way people need to relax, right? People need to chill out. Mm. I chill out by watching sport, like NRL, AFL. Yeah. So I watch a lot of sport. That's my version of of Netflix. But yeah. the reason why right. I brought that up was yeah. <laughs> a bit of a bit of a turnaround, a bit of a 360 here. The reason why I brought that up was because she was trying to find a job in America and she was like the, the woman was really impressed with her and she said, okay, what year did you graduate? And she was like, oh, I didn't. And then they didn't hire her because she didn't graduate high school. And, like, that just is crazy to me because she's obviously worked in other jobs before but wasn't able to be employed because she didn't get that high school degree. Blows my mind. But I'm hoping that life is changing now. I didn't finish high school. I left at the end of year 11. And look at you now. Look at me now. Talking Look at me now. <laughs> anyway, I need to stay on topic because I feel like I've tangented no, so it's fine. fine. Totally fine. Anyway, what I really want to know is yeah. how the heck do you structure wedding chats? Because obviously, what so you go to the wedding? Yep. Do you stay no. at the wedding? No, absolutely not. Okay. So I'm, I'm pretty um like I'm pretty cutthroat with some couples are like, oh, can you do it from like 8 p.m. till 10 p.m.? And I'm like, no. Mm. I offer a service. I, they, I'm there for basically two and a half hours. Right. That's so, okay. So you don't have to spend the whole time at the wedding. No, absolutely not. So I'm there. I will get there and watch the ceremony. I think that's really important. And I, don't, I don't include that in my two slash two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. I watch the ceremony. I view that as like, so I'll have a meeting with the couple beforehand on Zoom generally if they're not in Newcastle. Um, and it's just like I get to know them. It's like literally 10 minutes. Just yeah. the run of their wedding, they get to see me. 
I'll tell them the questions I'll ask. They'll let me know any like specific questions they want to ask. Or so then I get to the wedding, watch the ceremony. I think that's really important because I need context when I'm doing the interviews. If through the vows, someone said something really funny or the bride was crying during her vows. I need to know that that's my job because if, I just go, if I just get to the wedding after the ceremony, I'm like, how are the vows? And they say, oh, it was so amazing. I then can't relate. Can't to relate. Mm. Um, so I view that as a really important part. Watch the ceremony straight after the ceremony, set up my camera and just start pulling people aside. And then generally by the time the bride and groom go off, get their photos, come back. And then when the reception starts, when everyone sits down, that's generally when I go. Mm. So, so actually not that long. They're always so drunk. <clears throat> how do they yeah. get why how interesting? So you're there from the at the start. Yeah, at the very start. So I guess wow. Some people may have two or three drinks before the ceremony mm. while they're getting dressed. When you get to the ceremony, there's generally a champagne on arrival. Yeah. Then straight after the ceremony, there's drinks again, potentially a cocktail hour. That's right. That's right. So maybe people have had anywhere between, and some of the bridesmaids and and groomsmen may have had drinks in the morning, getting their makeup done. I haven't been to too many weddings. So when when you just said that, my mind was blown because I was, because they're just, like, guys, if you haven't seen the videos, you just need to go to Tommy's TikTok. It's at wedding chats. Like, I... If I need a laugh or something, I'll just go and watch it because it's just hilarious, these people. And, like, just the way that you edit it, just, like, hats off to you because, for instance, like, if someone says a question or answers something, the next cut will be, like, kind of it relates to what you had said before. And I think it's just hilarious at the way that you edit it. And I think that now that I know that it's straight after the ceremony, that just makes it even better. It's just so Australian. <laughs> it is. And that's what all the comments on TikTok are. Everyone's like, oh, my God, I want to go to Australia, an Australian wedding. Oh, mm. I need to marry an Aussie, blah, blah, blah. So it's funny, though, how the algorithm works, right? Like, why are mm. my videos not to people in the UK and America? Yeah. Who knows? But, like, if they want to book me, I'll fly over there. Oh, no, exactly. Anywhere. Just charge them, like, 100% more. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. That's me. Oh, I like that. I think I, because I was just envisioning you staying there, just getting drunk with strangers and just then having to turn around and edit it. So what is that turnaround? So you you record what weddings are usually Saturday, Friday, Saturday, Sundays? Well, it's funny. These days they're like, with COVID, like cancelling weddings for the last couple of years, people have literally Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday weddings. But Oh, stop. My, yeah, because I've got my nine to five. I generally do ones Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Mm. Um, but turnaround time, do you know the turnaround time for like a wedding video in terms of? So long. Know, it's like six, sometimes they can be up to six, seven, eight weeks. Yeah. Or, no, sometimes three months even. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I just started wedding chats, I always said within two weeks and now mm. I've got a few backed up and I realise it's really hard to turn around that quickly. And I need oh, to have Oh, a- hell yeah more of a work-life balance because it's probably about four to five hours of editing. Um, yeah, and, like, I've got a structure with the way I edit it. I kind of 
watch every video, clip up the good bits, section them into when they're talking about the ceremony, when they're talking about the bride, when they're talking about mm. the groom, and section every one. And then when I've watched every single interview that I've done, go back and then put them in some kind of order. So yep. it's about four or five hours and trying to do that outside the nine to five within mm. two weeks. And having a life. Yeah, like you've got, at the end of the day, you've got to have a life. And I yep. think if the couple gets their video and they get it back two months after their wedding or they get it two weeks, does it really matter? Like nah. they're still getting it. And I reckon sometimes, like obviously I'm going to say this, I'm biased, but sometimes waiting a bit longer for it, you forget a bit. You of forget what, what happened. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, no, 100%. I feel like as well it takes, so you obviously, you make a video for the couple, which would yeah. go for how long? Oh, so um, the shortest one I've done would have been, I don't know, 35 minutes and the longest one. Like wow. Yeah, so it's very different. It's a lot a of work. Yeah, and it's very different to a wedding video that might go for six or seven, eight minutes. Yeah. It doesn't, it's not, I don't really view a videographer and the ones I've talked to don't view me as competition because they're mm. two very different things. Yeah. Um, but I don't get the ceremony. I don't get the speeches. I don't get any of that. I'm off to the side pulling people. So How's different. What's your favourite thing about the bride? What's your favourite memory? Mm. And then do send the message. Um, and I, I am pretty generous in terms of the edit. Like I said, it goes for a long time, but I don't ever want to cut anything out. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, exactly. I don't I probably wouldn't put it on TikTok, but it might be a personal joke that someone yeah. has with the or the the groom, and I don't want to cut down on what would be beautiful memories with their yeah. friends and grandparents and stuff. Um, no, that's yeah, terrible. It's a lovely time capsule, right? Because obviously, the biggest thing for me is that parents and grandparents aren't around forever, mm. and like, how much? Well, <laughs> well, I know we all have our iPhones and stuff. How much emotional content do you actually have with your exactly none on your phone? Not really any. So like, I almost put most of the interviews in the video. I just cut out the little shit bits and me asking the question, cut yeah. those bits out. But yeah, anywhere between thirty minutes and an hour, really. Yeah. So you're not only recording, editing. Are you? Do you have a videographer with you that videos, or is it just you? You're a one man show. Yeah. I just put my camera on the tripod and the camera I've got like, um, you know, you've got the camera there, but then the lens opens up so you can yeah. see where you are. Yeah. Wow. Honestly, see one man show. So you do all of that. And then you not only then make videos into TikTok videos, which took me a long time to learn <laughs> how to do that. Um, oh, so you're just doing it all. And so you would say six weeks is what you would put as your turnaround. Um, yeah, six, Face it the six, same. Mm. Yeah. So what would you, so six weeks, what would you say to someone if they wanted to start up like a similar business model as you like? Do you have any tips or anything for anyone who is going to try to get into the media industry? Yeah. that just think, be anything video, I guess? Yeah. I think you've just got to hustle. Like, there's no easy way. There's no cheat sheet. Like people want stuff now. And that's mm. good. I'm 32 now, um, almost 33. And that's, I guess, this younger generation. How old are you? 22. 
yeah, fuck, so you're a baby, mate. Like, mm. in a good way, in a good Just way. beginning, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You've got so much in front of you. Like, I just, and everyone says, like, oh, I wish I knew then what I know now. And yeah, like, you always hear that. I think, yeah, and I just think everyone wants a million Instagram followers mm-hmm. and everyone wants influencer. But if you want it, cool. Well, where's your point of difference? What are you good at? Go What's and do Go and do it and do it for free. Like the amount of, uh, yeah, um, what do you call it? Like internship stuff I did when I was younger to try and get a foot in the door that, yeah, you know, hasn't directly helped me now, but like. It's networking. Contact, but yeah, learning that skill and learning this and it's all it's all for a grander purpose, right? Like exactly. who knows where in five years, let alone 10 years and like, will our paths cross again and will this help one of us? And if I start wedding chats as a business and a network, can I get you to do some weddings for me in exactly. Western Australia? Go and do it for me. Like who knows what any of this, I just think people need to hustle. And it's like, if yeah. you want it, cool, you can have it. And I, you know how parents say to kids, like you can do anything you want, like mm-hmm. you can, you have to do it. It's not going to come to you. It's you. Yeah. You can't just talk about things. You have to actually do it. You know, like like manifesting is great, but you have to actually do the action and do the the task to get you there. You can't just wish for it. Yeah, totally. It's like the I look at the equivalent of like someone who, I don't know, Chris Hemsworth. I want to look like him, but I don't want to do all the work that he has to do to look like him. I'm not going to look like him, right? No, no. You have to be a bit realistic here. I don't think I would ever do his regime, but it's just the purpose of finding what's realistic, but also having enough leeway where it's a dream that you can actually achieve. Um, because I feel like, you know, people think, oh, there's no way I can do that. It's like, yeah, but who said that? Yeah, exactly. Who, who makes the rules? You make the rules in your own head. You make the rules, think, yes. Mate, when you realise that there's actually no rules in terms of like, You don't have to be a big, you don't, like, I just thought for so long that, like, you know how people say, like, you make your own destiny? You actually Mm -hmm. do. Mm -hmm. Like, send emails to people. Comment, slide into people's DMs who Mm -hmm. you are, who inspire you and ask them questions. Yeah, they might leave you on red and not respond. Okay, cool. Well, you don't know where you're going to get unless you try. Can you ask someone for a coffee? What can you do to try and get better and get to where you want to go? It it all is leading to somewhere. It just depends oh. how hard you want to go. Guys, I don't know if you're right up right now, but I'm so excited. I want to go out there and meet people and I want to do things. <laughs> I want to achieve my goals. <laughs> this yeah. is this is so good. I think that was bloody great advice. I think that if if you want if you really want something, like you'll make it happen. Like you literally just you moved to di- a different state. You moved yep. states. Essentially, you did yeah. move states. Um and look what, like, it always just blows my mind how things just pan out and you might be doing this now and then you're going to work your ass off, you're in your hustle era and then, you you know, we might be seeing you on the project in two years. I don't know what's realistic with these goals with TV, but, it, you know, anyone listening, it doesn't have to be anything that's, you know, in the media industry. It's anything, anything that you want, you can work really hard for it if that's what you want to achieve. And that's the thing, like exactly what you said, it doesn't need to be media. Like we're talking about media, but like, are you a tradie and do you want to own your own company but you don't know how to do it? 
cool, fucking sit down with your boss and maybe ask you, how do you actually start your own company? Or do you want to, I don't know, do you want to own your own something business? Or if you don't and you just want to work in your nine to five job and have a really happy life with your family outside of that, that's also amazing. Mm -hmm. Like I've also, some people don't want to hustle. And there's actually nothing. Like I don't have a lot of free time outside work and I have to say no to a lot of things. And I really hate that. And yeah, I've, I proposed to my girlfriend six months ago. We're getting married in April next year, and we don't have a lot of time at the moment. And I'm I'm trying to hustle. Fuck the amount of times I said hustle, I'm starting to annoy myself. You need to get some hustle merch. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> but like, you're you hustling. It's like it's yeah. your you're sacrificing a little bit of your time at the moment for the end goal. Like yeah. if if you have to just say no to a couple of things to achieve what you want to achieve in the future, then that's just what's going to have to be because it's worth it. And I'm lucky that my job allows me to do that. So I totally mm-hmm. get that people have a really stressful job and they yeah. can't hustle to get where they need to go. Um, yeah, I just, yeah. <sighs> I also feel like in, in life these days, you have to really be aware and like mm-hmm. you have to... Um, <laughs> talk about both sides of every argument like you got to hustle and you got to get where you want to go but if you don't want to hustle that's also yeah. fine it's People just because we don't want to upset anyone <laughs> yeah it's literally like you can't say something without- i have to say this this generation oh it's getting it's getting very tricky to handle very very mm-hmm. tricky it's you were walking on ice for sure but i also do tend to forget because I'm such a go, go, go person. I always want to make new businesses. I always want to learn more and do more and see more and achieve more. But I tend to forget a lot that some people really just don't see that or don't want them that for themselves. And I, I'm really glad that you brought that up because I feel like that's something that I need to say as well, that if you don't want to start your own business, you don't want to be and, and run an empire and do all these things, then that is fine. But I yeah. guess that's just my dream. That's why I talk about it a lot. Um, but yeah, as you said, like there is nothing wrong with that. We are such a small fucking speck of dust in this world. Yeah. <laughs> Literally in this galaxy, we are nothing. So if you want to do the bare minimum and that's what fulfills you, I probably shouldn't right. say the bare minimum. If you want to do what you want to do, see what I mean? Like you get caught up. I just don't want to offend anyone. I'm not. <laughs> if you want to do the bare minimum. <laughs> if you want to be on the doll and that makes you happy, like sweet, do that. But I'll that support you. But that is the bare minimum. Like, don't get offended from the bare minimum because it is. It, the truth is. <laughs> it's true. And I think like. Big up. Facts. Mm-hmm. I've got a friend of mine. You probably, uh, she's not big in WA. Um, she's got like, I don't know, 200 and whatever thousand followers on Insta. Her, name, her Insta handle is Sophie Keisha. I don't know if you probably wouldn't know. Please hold Have a good Yeah. Um, so I went to uni with Sophie and she now has a business called Keisha. Um, which is, is it Keisha with a K or a C? C-A-C-H-I-A. It's like Kasha, but Keisha. Yeah, she has a fucking empire. She is so good. Wow. She, 
she hustles. She's got two kids. She was married um, to this guy who played AFL football, Jared Keisha. They got separated. They've had two kids. Sophie's now engaged um, to Maddie Garrick, who's a female basketball player. Um, Sophie's a fucking legend, one of my really good friends. And just seeing how she hustles, like I'll send her five messages in a row and she won't reply. And then you'll send her one more. And then if you, if you don't get her while she's on her phone, you don't get her. Mm-hmm. Like going to this appointment and that appointment and you're sitting having a coffee with her and her phone rings like 50 times because it's this manager and that person trying to get you to do this. And but her pajamas are like, they like rival Peter Alexander stuff now. She's got like four different businesses she runs and like she has um, her hands in other businesses and like just looking at people who are close to you, who I guess inspire you also yeah. make me go, oh. yeah, I'm a bit busy, but I'm fucking actually not that busy when you look at someone like that who's a mother running three, four businesses, has two kids under 10. It's like, mm-hmm. no, I'm actually not that busy. Yeah, but also you're doing at what's at your quota, and I feel like <laughs> good on her. That is, I just looked and you know all of her different businesses listed on Instagram. Absolute hustler, bloody hell, yeah. that's so good. Uh, and I think that's where we were talking about, like you know, you can do this, this, but it's like she's doing all this, but like at the moment, that's as much as we can put our time to like imagine if you didn't have that nine to five how many businesses you would probably have and the empire that you would be building at the moment it's just what's working for you at the moment but talking about the things that you have hustled freaking tiktok so you've obviously you started a year ago and i started my tiktok in feb oh that is so good because the algorithm is bloody getting really hard to break through at the moment and I think because you have such a niche and it's so unique that that's what's given you that like flashlight to hey look at this dude he's doing wedding chats um so yeah when I was googling you you had 38.8k followers and 950k likes talking more about the business side of things again apologies bouncing do you think that that has impacted your business growth Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like without, I've done no marketing um, until like the last two weeks. I spent like 250 bucks on Facebook and Instagram ads. Mm-hmm. Um, but before that, I hadn't spent a cent on advertising and all my inquiries so either, good. either come through Instagram or TikTok. Um, in both the bios, I've got like a link to my website and all the people who fill in a form. I've now put a thing in there like, how did you hear about wedding chats? Mm-hmm. And yeah. Half of them say Instagram, another half say TikTok. Well, the majority say Instagram, TikTok, and then sometimes it's like referral or my vendor, my celebrant told me yep. about you. Um, but yeah, without that, I wouldn't have any referrals. So it's yep. just the power of content. So like would content, you say, yeah, would you say that making like a TikTok account for your business would be a good business move? Oh, yeah, absolutely. As long as you can find your niche, right? Like mm, I just was, I, I was on Instagram and like my Instagram only has 3,000 followers. So it still hasn't really got anywhere in the algorithm. Um, and I had like 800 followers on Instagram when I started my TikTok. And now my TikTok literally, one of the, the first ones I posted got like a million views. So mm. since then, 
followers have just sort of rolled and continued to grow. Um, and I find that when I post, like sometimes if I have a week where I don't post, my inquiries are generally pretty low, but it's easy mm. to try the consistency I'm posting with inquiries and yeah. like booking. So like I'd have maybe between now and the end of 2023, I've probably got maybe 25 bookings. That's so good. That is so, so good. And that's all through, yeah, all through Just social. Social media. It's so powerful. I oh, um, oh, I remember. So I think the first video that I saw from you was the one that I think has like 1.5 million views or something. Yeah. <laughs> What's well, your favourite? Yeah, my favourite is probably the first one, which is it's actually my uh, brother and sister-in-law's wedding, that mm. one. Um, and at the very start, I think why that one did so well is because the start, because generally on uh, Instagram and TikTok, you've got three seconds to capture people's attention. That's yeah. all the study. And that video opens with me going, do you have a message for them? And then Cade, which is the bride's sister, goes, Brady, fuck you, and Kira, love you. I know. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know exactly. You're hooked. You're like, wait, what's this? Yeah. Um, yeah, and then there's just a couple of random random bits in there, like <laughs> someone introducing yourself and, yeah. I think one of my favourite videos of yours is the um, the, the fruit, his favourite fruit. I think it was oh, the, was it the lesbian <laughs> wedding? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my really? God. That video yeah. was so chaotic, but in the best way. Like, I loved that so much. <laughs> Their wedding was fucking nuts. Like, that was a wedding where, like, I couldn't stay any later than what I did because it was just so... <clears throat> you know when people are, like, up here and you're down there mm. like they got up there real quick and i was like oh i can't handle this like, different levels you went at their level yeah and just little things i've learned like i need to take two batteries and have them both fully charged and that one my camera was running out of charge and like there was so much shit going on and i just kept i just stopped my interviews a few times because they started the speeches really early and it was a cocktail wedding so it would stand up there was no sit down so that was just chaotic and there was a lot of stop starting. It was so hot. It was like 30 degrees and I was wearing that dumb, stupid tracksuit. It was, <laughs> you know, oh, it was so fun because the theme was dressed to impress. So I, <laughs> I took the bits and wore that. Um, yeah, but it, like it's just fun, right? Like, yeah. It looked like such a good day though. Very chaotic, but in the best way. So yeah. do you think, was that the loosest wedding? That was one of my questions. Like, what was the craziest wedding that you've been to? Yeah, that was the craziest one. And there's a few things that I can't, that I won't talk about here that, that get mentioned in the video that, like, I can't put on socials that reference certain things that you can't yeah. publicly. But, I but, mean, the things that you already posted, I was like, whoa. I mean, even, so that was probably my favourite one, I think, the one you went viral was obviously like that's just a no-brainer and then the other one that was one of my favorites was the um when the dude with the all the tattoos and he was like oh it's not my cup of tea <laughs> like he's so funny he's real cheeky um he actually had a lot of girls 
slotting into his DMs. Oh, I can imagine. And he, can... he sent me a video, uh, Alex. He sent me a video. He lives, uh, he's from Bathurst. Um, right. Region of New South Wales. Yeah, my brother's a, from there. Yeah, so he sent me a screenshot of his Google Maps and he was in Tassie and I was like, what are you doing there? And also, why are you sending me that you're in Tassie? Like, I, I don't know you that well. But you're yeah. in Tassie, that's not fun. And then he was like, nah, I guess why I'm here. I'm like, are you visiting the fucking girl that slid into your DMs because of wedding chats? And he was like, <laughs> oh my God, that's fucking amazing. So you're I'm the like, modern oh, day Cupid. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I don't know if I share that. Oh, he'll be fine. Um, yeah, modern day Cupid, absolutely. So yeah, sharing hotties, hotties going viral and then hotties. <laughs> oh, I've got, I've got a question for you. Oh, yes. um, in in the age of like everyone's super pc and you can't say anything to upset people i've got a video um from a wedding that i'm editing at the moment one of my best mates weddings where i interviewed his um his wife's well yeah his wife's cousin now the the guy the wife's cousin is only 16 but he's like really i'm saying this objectively He's like really very good looking young guy. Right. Mm-hmm. Like real, real teen heartthrob, a young kind of tanned, yeah, little bit of the accent, surfy boy look, like super hot, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I said, Are you gonna get married soon? He's like, Well, I'm 16, so no. And I'm like, he's like, next 10 years, 10 years. So I want to clip that and put it on TikTok saying, girls. Put this one on lay-by for 10 years. <laughs> yeah, do it. Do it. But but if that was a girl, I would uh, never do it. You can't true. say that. You know what I mean? Like an underage girl. I can't fucking. True. But a girl, is that okay? And it feels different, but is it? And should that is, be? See, that's around. funny that you have to tiptoe around those things. Interesting. I mean, I guess that's up to you, your personal preference. I mean, I think people, I don't think. I mean, personally, I wouldn't watch that video and be like, oh, imagine if that was a girl. Like, <laughs> but I mean, that's just me. I would just, I would laugh and be like, yeah, no, thanks for the tip. Like saved, <laughs> you know, yeah. like make a joke out of it. I'm also very yeah. excited to see that video. When is it coming out? Yeah. Oh, man, I might clip it and post it tonight. So probably by the time. But by yes. the time this is out, which It'll will be, be Wednesday. Okay, right. It'll be out. I'll put it It'll out be yeah. Get to wedding chat and comment on how hot Zach is. Zach, all right. I'm gonna yeah. we'll put that, I'll put that on the Overshade Diaries page so he can um get a little yeah. mention and get more girls slid into the lay by DMs. <laughs> lay by DMs. Put him on lay by. Uh, uh what was that? Sorry? What a good phrase. Like put put someone on lay by. <laughs> you you're gonna have to copyright that. <laughs> you even know what lay by is. Yeah. Like you don't know what lay by. Okay. I don't think anyone does put anything on. It's like the new afterpay. You should just say put. put him on. <laughs> no, because that means you take him home now. Lay by. Probably lay. not. That's probably not a good idea. <laughs> lay by is very important. Yes, the, true. Putting a deposit down to get it later. I mean, you know, whatever floats someone's boat, but. Yeah. Truly, I think that that's it. I think it's fine, personally. I'm yeah. excited to see the video. 
actually. Yeah, he just I'm like intrigued that. at what yeah. the, this um this man, young boy, <laughs> child. <laughs> I probably shouldn't be saying this. I'm excited to see what a two-year-old looks. Anyway, we're all anyway. friends here. We're all friends. Yeah, um, uh, I'll probably have to start wrapping it up, but I did just want to quickly mention you did say that you do so many different freaking jobs at the moment just to try and hustle to get where you want to be. How the right. fuck do you have more time? Like, do you have more hours in your day? I know you said you don't watch TV, which probably does take a lot of time away, gives you more time to do things. But when are you do? How are you fitting this into your schedule? Yeah, so. <coughs> excuse me i'll run you through like my normal day week whatever so um we've just got a puppy at the moment so it's kind of a bit out of whack but normally i would get up at four o'clock what my partner my fiance maddie isn't um a news journalist with the abc and she oh, generally so you're in the same industry that's nice yeah she reads the news um generally on abc newcastle so the on, on breakfast radio so she starts work at five so now mm. my routine i just we both get up at four she gets ready to go to work i go to the gym i do a class from five till six straight after the gym class i'll go to work and shower and then i'll start work at like 6 30 in the morning no one gets there till 8 30 like the, the car dealerships don't open till 8 30 but i'm there at 6 30 mm. so therefore i can leave at Anytime between you know three and four thirty, depending on how busy my day is, I then have afternoons to reply to wedding chats emails, to come home and edit. Maddie usually goes to the gym sometime in the afternoon. I then don't really like to edit anytime later than six o'clock mm-hmm. at night. Good to have boundaries. I literally go to bed. I get into bed at eight o'clock, so like mm-hmm. I'm a great guy, right? I'm in no, bed same. at four. Um, on a Wednesday night, I do trivia, host trivia once a week at the Green Roof, and which is a pub here in Newcastle, and that's from seven o'clock um, till eight thirty. So that's generally a late night for me. Yeah. <laughs> I get to bed at nine o'clock on those nights, so I'm super oh, tired. Good lord! And then, um, depending on the NRL. Like fixture, I if the Knights are playing a home game here in Newcastle, I go to the game, I get two tickets to bring mates. We go and watch the game and I welcome the people who are in like the corporate lounge. I'll um, run them through the evening what's going to happen. I then interview a player who's not playing in the game, who's in the Knights squad. Um, and then wedding chats outside of that, editing wedding chats. A lot of it on a Sunday because Maddie, Maddie's roster is Sunday to Wednesday. Yep. So Sunday is a lot of getting my content prepped, spend a few hours editing, edit all my reels up so they're ready to go during the week. Mm. Sometimes, you know, like I don't get it done and I'll go yeah. without a week posting and then I get in my own head. Yeah. Fuck, what am I doing wedding chats? I haven't posted this week. I'm not getting any inquiry. I need to, and then I feel guilty. And then I'm like, man, it's a week. It's a week mm. out of the next 20 years. It doesn't, yeah. doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. And also no one's sitting there going, oh, he hasn't posted. But in my exactly. head, I just, want consistent. I just want to be consistent and make it the best I can. At the same time, I'm trying to cut myself a bit of slack where if I'm busy and I don't get it. Well, I mean, you're going to, you'll burn out. Like if you, like, do you feel yeah. like, have you ever burnt out? Do you think that it's something that you manage? 
because yeah. I feel like uh, if I was to do that, I would get burnt out so quickly. I do feel like I can get burnt out, but I guess at the same time, doing a wedding or doing like what I did this morning at the netball carnival, interviewing the little girls, asking them, what's your favourite thing to get from the canteen? Like, that was fun. <laughs> like, yeah, it could be yeah. I enjoy that. So, like, while that's true, day off, and I could have been sitting on the couch the whole day or playing with my puppy the whole day, mm. I had to it as fun. Like, I enjoy that. So, that's really, the yeah. Me, the thing that burns me out the most is editing, like, because it's mm. so consuming, consuming and monotonous. It's very obviously I'm, a, obviously, I'm a people person. So, the front of house side of it is easy. But this, like sitting in front of the computer for like four hours editing is like. One day you'll day. get someone to do it for you. That's the plan. I'd love to be able to outsource. <laughs> Sorry, this cough. I'd love to be able to outsource the editing and like pay someone to do that. Mm. I just go and do all that stuff. Yeah. So do you have any, like along that topic, because obviously, as you said, you do absolutely everything. Do you have any tips of someone that wants to, um, just get into media itself, whether that be through, do you think uni is the best way to go through it? Do you have you found any other tips that you think would be the best way, maybe like interning? I don't know. Yeah, I think interning or like if you love media, right, what part of media is it that you love? Is it that you love pedestrian? Is it that you love junkie? Is it that you love those articles that they write? Cool. Mm. Write some yourself and send them to them. Going, mm. hey, I've got my own article about this. Or go on their website and fill in a contact us form and go, hey, i just love to talk to someone about how I can get work experience here. The, the amount of emails I would have sent, like back in the day, I wanted to be a media manager for a sports club. So basically the person who deals with the athletes and then when the media want to basically interview an athlete, yep. they have to you. That's what I wanted to do. The yeah. amount of time I would email AFL clubs, NRL clubs going, hey, can I come into work experience? I never got a reply. Mm. You just got to, again, it's the word of the day, just got to hustle. Just got to figure keep going. To figure out what you want to do, find someone that's doing it and pick their brain. Mm. Just that's like, a real, like a mentor. Yeah, the worst they can do is say, oh, sorry, I don't want to answer it. And if they don't want to answer it, they're probably a dick. Like, exactly. why wouldn't you help people? I don't know. Some people suck. Some people do so. Amen. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay. I'll, I'll wrap it up now, but um, is there any way that we can get in contact with you? So if anyone wants to book you for wedding chats or maybe someone's listening and they want to put you on TV. <laughs> right. And actually, the other thing with wedding chats, I did a, a 21st the other day. Like, ah. engagement party. Funeral, like I can go to anything. You know what? Yeah, let's not cap it at wedding chats. Let's just say a video guest book. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, jump on weddingchats.com.au. There's a contact me form. Wedding chats on TikTok, wedding chats on Instagram. Or if you want to see what I'm doing, which I'm sure not many people do, but Tommy Kasher on Instagram. Tommy Kasher flows right Tommy. off the tongue. Love it. I can't yeah. wait to see you on the big screen. So is that your goal to be on TV or is it still the managerial type? Nah, not managerial. Fuck that. Presenting. If I can get paid, yeah. get paid for like, so, you know, do you follow, you're obviously in WA. Do you follow like AFL or Nipple? Or- yeah, I mean, i more of a motorsport girl, but I 
used to follow um, AFL. My parents actually, you'd know, Essendon, that was my football team, the Bombers. Mm. Not really follow it anymore. Don't really follow it anymore. I um yeah, I like like Formula One, that kind of thing. Oh, cool. Mm. So you know how generally with any sport, there's like the fun shows that add like a bit of colour and they're a bit yeah. silly and like a panel show. That's what I would love to do for AFL NRL. Right. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, that. Or I'd love to get back into radio because again, radio is like you're getting paid to get up early in the morning and have fun for three hours and yeah, that's about it. And you get paid pretty well, so awesome. And I could well. outside of all that too. So I'm excited. I can't wait to see where you're going to be in the next couple of years, mate. Same goes. Maybe you're goes. doing really cool stuff. Like thank you. You're 22, and that's so impressive that you've got the confidence and courage to start a podcast and reach out to people being like, hey, can I just talk to you? Yeah. Like that's really cool. So I uh, I applaud you and I implore you to keep doing what you're doing. because Thank uh, you. That's so sweet. I just, yeah, slid into your DMs. Happens all the time. I always ask people. I just, hello, you're interesting. I want to chat with you. It's good. I yeah. like I like listening to people. It's like, you know, I never would have learned this if I didn't reach out. And I think that that's a big takeaway from this episode as well is just, just don't think, just do. Yeah, just do. Absolutely. Three, two, one, send the message, reach out to the person because, you know, you make a contact, you learn something new. Yeah, it's all good. I like it. Thank you so much for coming on as well. Like you didn't have to take time out of your busy freaking schedule to come on here and chat with me. So I really appreciate it. Um, and yeah, so Tommy Cash up on Instagram or wedding chats everywhere. I, um, yeah, appreciate it so much. And I am excited for people to get to know you. Thank you for coming on. Thanks, Maddie. Thanks for having me. Awesome. See you guys. See you next fortnight.